Welcome to this Art Called Life with Amanda Kelly, the podcast for visionaries and conscious heart and soul-led leaders who are ready to evolve, unlock their potential, expand their consciousness, activate their inner wealth, and embody joy, love, bliss, and harmony to amplify their impact in alignment with the co-creation of a new golden age. Hosted by Amanda Sarai, self-mastery catalyst, intuitive soul guide, heart-led visionary, author, and speaker. Life is your masterpiece in the making. Are you ready to live your art? Let's dive in deep and rise up ever higher. Hello, welcome back, beautiful souls. This is Amanda Sarai. I'm so excited to dive into podcast episode four. We're on episode four, and this is my awakening part three. So my awakening story, here we are, part three. If you haven't listened to the first two, I highly recommend going back because there are some nuggets that I feel would be resonant for many people on their own healing journey, on their own path. And that's exactly why I'm sharing this journey. So So here we are picking up in the year 2020, a massively pivotal year for humanity and also the year that my full-blown spiritual awakening blossomed, I, I suppose you could say. So all the pieces really started to come together. The puzzle pieces began to click into place and I saw the full picture. I had so many seeds planted along the way. And this was when they fully began to sprout. Again, all those pieces, I had them, and this is when they came together. And I was able to zoom out and really see and question more deeply and more and more came into my field. And now here we are. (laughs) So my journey just brought me on this, this winding path, but it became this really beautiful upward spiral. And I'm not pretending that it's always been pure magic and rainbows, but there has been plenty of that, the magic and the rainbows and the butterflies feathers, all sorts of beautiful synchronicities. This is what really began to open up for me when a lot of the world was shut down. So it was this interesting moment where I began to see how things were shifting and how humanity itself was kind of beginning to split. And this isn't to say that it's final, but there is a split happening. So let's Go back to my personal journey, and then from here on out, I will be bringing these pieces together in more coherently, but I wanted to get really grounded in my own journey and why I see the world the way I do, and this last piece is really the pivotal piece here, so let's go for it. So 2020 really honestly started off with a bang for me. I had the most amazing epic New Year's kind of unplanned. Everything flowed, wound up attending some of the best clubs in Miami, was (laughs) in the DJ booth with a marshmallow or whatever. And (laughs) it was just kind of one of those things that was entirely unplanned. And it happened to be one of the most epic, magical nights of my life. And then I went to New Orleans to visit my cousin. And it was for Mardi Gras. And I didn't just get to experience Mardi Gras, I got to be in a parade. (laughs) So my very first time ever going to New Orleans attending Mardi Gras I was actually in a parade 
And then um, a love burn came to Miami. It's like a regional burning man and had this really, really beautiful, magical, synchronistic weekend. Overall, it was just one of these opening experiences for me. And I was just getting activated in certain ways through all of these things, just remembering what it means to be fully alive, living in joy, because my journey from the cancer diagnosis, which we're now coming up on seven years for my my, my diagnosis, 2016, March 2016, and It is now February, it's actually February 22nd, 2023. So it's 222, the 222 portal day, which felt like a really poignant day to be sitting down and finally recording this last episode. And I was honestly thinking, why haven't I gotten a chance to sit down and do this before? And I was like, no, you know, trust the timing. I always say, trust the timing, trust the timing, everything in divine timing. And this portal day, the Venus is also ascending into the solar plexus chakra. So from the priestess path perspective, there's an incredibly beautiful synchronistic timing between Venus ascending into the solar plexus and having the 22 Magdalene day in February, the 222 portal, which is this incredible potent energy of new beginnings but also this the trinity codes of the divine feminine the divine masculine and the divine child coming together to create potent magic together it's this energy of union of creation of manifestation so here we are i'm sharing now part three of my journey (laughs) and this is really what my journey has led me to is really understanding all of the incredible energetics that are guiding us that are available to us if we open ourselves and allow ourselves to tune in to tap in so there were some really potent conjunctions in 2020 i had never really paid attention to astrology but then when i began to pay attention and to look at not just how it was impacting my life, my energy and the the flow, you know, Mercury retrograde is a really common one. People get that. And it seems a little fluffy and people make jokes about it, but there is a reality to it. And it doesn't always have to be this, this negative thing. It's an opportunity to pause and to reflect. So again, if we use the energies, if we use the astrology to help us understand the the greater collective energies that are working with us, that are working through us, then we can step into greater alignment. So again, that's another story for another day, another episode. But this was the year 2020 that I began to pay attention. And of course, after I had that magical start to the year, that was through February. So exactly three years ago, I had had a really beautiful start to the year. But then come March, things are starting to get a little wonky. Collectively, we were hearing these stories about this thing from China, like what's going on? Okay, we'll see. But then personally in my life, my my Nana and my, so my Nana wound up in the hospital unexpectedly, but she was 92. And my family dog, my puppy, he was not a puppy, he was 13. Um, He 
all of a sudden took a turn for the worse very rapidly. Even though he had a bunch of health issues, it was all of a sudden a rapid decline while my Nana was in the hospital. And I had spoken with her on Tuesday and then they had planned to put Sammy down on my dog on Wednesday morning. And I got a call Wednesday afternoon that my Nana had passed after speaking with her on Tuesday and she had said, oh, I'll be leaving tomorrow. So it was all the things all at once, very shocking. And just prior to that happening, I had experienced this personal, I suppose you could say loss. It was this very, uh, jarring experience for myself where I had experienced a very unplanned, unexpected, and it all worked out to my benefit. To be sure, my body protected me. I thank my body every day for this. However, it was a chemical pregnancy and was very, very, very early miscarriage, basically. So a lot of women miss that because it's uh, basically a heavy period, but I had two in a row and I was freaking out because of my history, my medical history. I was like, what is my body doing? This is a lot of blood. I was exhausted. I was emotional. I was scared because there is a risk of infertility with cancer treatment. And I had taken measures to preserve my fertility, but with this going on that, you know, and I also premature menopause, early menopause is a potential, even if your cycle comes back, that's a potential side effect as well. And given my age, you know, who knows, right? So I was freaking out on every level of my emotional, physical, mental being. And then a week or two later, I lost my Nana and my, my family dog in the same day. So that was three major losses, you could say, or moments of deep grief that I went through that compounded all at once. And it was the weekend that I flew up to Boston for my Nana's funeral that the world began to shut down for COVID. The lockdowns began that very weekend. I flew on an essentially empty plane, walked through an essentially desolate airport. It was quite creepy, quite dystopian, if you will. And I remember thinking something about it felt off and weird, but I didn't know what was going on. And I was like, okay, you know, we're supposed to be scared of this thing. And then of course, at the funeral, things were weird because I had been on a plane and people were uncomfortable with that. And I was like, I'm perfectly fine. But there was this cloud of awkwardness over the funeral, which was really, really unfortunate. And of course, you know, we can't blame people in that moment, but it really was disappointing. And it just created this layer of extra added heaviness over the loss. And it was a shame. It was a real shame. But at the same time, my Nana, she refused to live in a nursing home. She knew it was time to go. The way I see it is that she knew COVID would have been terrible (laughs) to go through. Some part of her knew, you know, not consciously, but like her soul knew that 
she would have not done well. She would not have fared well during COVID. She had everybody coming to her house to help her, for example, neighbors bringing her to appointments, so on and so forth. What would have happened when everybody was in isolation, right? So these are the things that we think about and the silver linings that I always choose to focus on. So that was that was how my 2020 began personally. And then I was still working in Miami while everything was shut down. I was walking you know, on the beach path, they closed the beach, even though the beach is outside, they closed the beach. And I was still walking on the path because we were allowed to do that. Not wearing my mask because it didn't feel necessary when I was jogging and walking and stuff like that. And I wasn't noticing anybody around me sick. I wasn't hearing about anybody around me getting sick. Something about it felt really strange and off, but I wasn't questioning quite yet. So I, you know, there was toilet paper was running out of the shelves and I was seeing people react in that way, wearing the masks everywhere, getting the hand sanitizer all over everything. I was like, okay, something's happening in the world. Something's happening in the country. This is crazy. And we just like, kept going forward. I was working with the family and we just... I, it was basically homeschooling at that point. So I would, when I wasn't working, I would sit at my porch in my little mini jungle, breathing in the fresh air, soaking up the sun, taking those walks. And life went on pretty normally for me. Otherwise, I'm an introvert. So I was actually quite jealous of people who couldn't go to work <laughs> and who actually had that time to properly be be with themselves. So then fast forward, Miami begins to open back up end of April or May or whatever it was. And it was just a beautiful day out. I had gotten my car worked on. So I went to pick it up on um, the mainland and I was driving back over the MacArthur back to South Beach. And <laughs> I just remember looking out and the boats were finally back out on the water. And I looked out, I was like, oh, wow, it's such a beautiful day to be on a boat. I would love to be on a boat today. And I drive back, I walk to Whole Foods. I liked walking to Whole Foods because it was just a few walks away and easier parking anyway, <laughs> parking my own driveway. So I was walking across the street and I make it to the other side in this car turns immediately after and pulls over and there's this guy and a girl in the front seats and they roll down the window and they're like hey this is super random we know but do you want to go on a boat today literally 20 minutes after I had that thought in my head and I was just like what <laughs> so that's where my mind went first first and foremost it wasn't that these weird people I don't know were asking me to go on a boat and they were about my age. They seemed pretty chill and normal, otherwise pretty cool. And because there was a girl in the front seat, I wasn't immediately creeped out either. I was like, okay, she obviously like, well, she looked a little embarrassed herself. She's like, oh my God. But she was also like, yeah, I promise we're not that weird. We're not that creepy. And I was like, well, I don't know, when are you going? <laughs> and they were like, well, now. And I was like, okay, well, I have to get my stuff, but I live right over there. So instead of going into Whole Foods to pick up a few things, 
I, I said, yes. Cause the funniest part about that was I had just pulled a card from one of my Oracle decks that morning that said, yes, it was the yes card. Yes, 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 yes. But is literally all the message says, yes, just say yes. <laughs> so there I was completely mind blown by the fact that I had asked to go on a boat and the card I had pulled literally was telling me to say yes. And I was like, how can I not say yes? <laughs> okay, universe, I'm listening. I get it. So there I was an hour later or so on this boat. I had this super fun boat day in Miami. Like these people were pretty chill. They were pretty cool. They weren't my typical crowd. I wasn't thinking I would become absolute besties with them, but I did hang out with them a number of other times. The world opened back up in a totally different way for me when the lockdown, the formal lockdown in Miami ended. So there we were in the middle of what was supposed to be this crazy time of the world being shut down. And my life was actually opening up in pretty beautiful, fun ways. So that turned into more invitations to judge me if you want, secret lockdown parties. I was having the time of my life. And it was literally my favorite time in Miami was during that quote unquote lockdown time. And, you know, it was partially open, but the the clubs were still closed, so on and so forth. So people were having these private parties and there I was just wanting to live my life. I finally felt back on my feet after going through that whole cancer ordeal. And I was like, nobody I know is sick. I am not scared of this thing. I am not scared of a little virus after going through chemotherapy and cancer. I know I'm healthy. I am not scared of this. I'm not going to let this stop me from living the life that is right here for me. That was where my mind was during this time. I didn't like the masks. I stopped wearing them as soon as I possibly could. I would pull them down below my nose because I was like, I don't like not breathing oxygen. I don't like breathing in bacteria. And I was wearing mostly cloth masks, but you know, those, those gross, ugly surgical masks, they have little particles in them that you can breathe in as well. Not healthy. So everything about that felt really off to me too. And, you know, my boss also was not concerned about this and I wasn't inquiring about politics. But to me, this isn't even about politics. It should never have been about politics, right? So I was like, I was witnessing the world saying one thing and life being completely opposite. I was also going back to all that I learned when I was going through cancer treatment about how every single cancer patient is deficient in vitamin D. And what were they telling people to do when the COVID outbreak came is stay inside, not get sunshine. What if they've been preaching for years? The sun is dangerous. Be scared of the sun. Slather up with chemicals to block yourself from receiving sunlight. Yes, we have to be cautious in the middle of the day, particularly in a place like Miami. But guess what? As a fair, redhead, pale, Irish every single white northern like super white background i was not getting crazy sunburns on the whole i was cautious i was careful but i was also making sure i got plenty of vitamin d and i was healthier than ever my skin was amazing i my energy was getting better and better 
And there they were telling people to stay inside. There they were telling people to not breathe properly, not breathe oxygen properly, unfiltered. And I was like, everything feels backwards. And of course, what I had learned about supplementing and nutrition, I was then hearing, well, if you take vitamin C, vitamin D and zinc, then your odds are pretty good of fighting this thing off. And then I was hearing all sorts of other remedies coming coming into my field that were apparently being knocked down and blocked. And I was like, well, what is going on here? This doesn't make sense to me. So based on my own personal experience, also knowing that cancer patients, when they are in isolation, have a much more dire prognosis. And what were they telling people to do? They were telling people to isolate. And I was like, well, this cannot be good for mental health. This cannot be good for psychological well-being. This cannot be good for spiritual well-being. So I was beginning to see that something was not right. And I didn't figure it out immediately, but it was in the back of my mind. So there was one point when I felt a little sick. This was before the lockdown formally opened. So I did get tested and they jabbed that thing up my nose so hard. I was like, what is going on? This is insane. This is insane. What are they doing? This feels like a violation. This feels completely unnecessary. So I wasn't digging necessarily, but things were beginning to come to me. My intuition was beginning to kick into high gear. I was also being guided away from staying with that job because it was, in fact, a narcissistic boss. So I finished out the school year and I moved on. Come July, I was like, all right, we are parting ways. And I had some open space in my life, the universe provided, and I was able to have space to figure out my life, to to move forward with my purpose, my passion. And my sister was also about to give birth. So because of the uncertainty, I still hadn't made any clear-cut decisions myself, but I was pretty confident that I was fine. But I wasn't going to get on a plane to go visit a newborn with all the uncertainty in the air. And I spoke with my family and we created this whole plan where I drove up and I quarantined in eastern Pennsylvania. (laughs) So I made a road trip out of it. I stopped in Asheville and I, I went to Biltmore and then I stopped in eastern Pennsylvania where I quarantined for I forget exactly how long a little over a week maybe. I found this beautiful property with a separate house basically our separate apartment and this property was on this old farmland and it had this beautiful natural spring like a large pond but it was a natural spring that it turned out the uh the natives used to go there and they considered it to be sacred and of course the um british came in it was an interesting history a very old house built by a uh, pre-revolutionary army general or something like that so i uh, 
found this magical place on Airbnb and I had the best time being quarantined in rural Pennsylvania. There was also (laughs) in the middle of July, yes, the end of July, perhaps I went Christmas shopping. There was this incredible Christmas ornament barn (laughs) and I bought a bunch of ornaments. I was so excited. (laughs) So Christmas in July, full swing. I just, I had a blast and I was starting to do research. I was really starting to dig in and right after my job ended that weekend, I did Tony Robbins UPW, Unleash the Power Within, right? And it was just one of those synchronistic things. Like my friend had an extra ticket. They gifted it to me. I was like, amazing. Thank you. And the timing of it just worked out so perfectly. It was like that little launching pad I needed to take this path seriously and to go forth, to move forward. And I was integrating all of that. I don't even remember what I was doing during quarantine, but I was busy. (laughs) I was researching. I was doing things. And then I was with my family. I took some at-home tests and I I met my little newborn niece, Piper. She's the cutest. She's the sweetest. She came a little late. So unfortunately, I couldn't stay too long. Um, But I, I then drove back to Miami and... So back in Miami, one day, this was early September, I suppose, around my birthday, I went to the beach and I was there by myself in the morning. And like as I was ready to leave, this random guy comes up and starts chatting with me. And I can tell he's a little off, but he's also a little harmless. And something, some part of him is very, very tuned in though. He knew all about turmeric and the healing powers of turmeric and was telling me all about that. And he was very knowledgeable, perhaps a little outside the norm societally. Uh, He did not have a home and I, I was like, I was like, okay, well tell me, I, I just let him speak, I suppose. And he eventually wanted to, you know, he was saying he wanted to be my husband and could I, could he move in with me and treat me like a queen? I was like, that's sweet, but probably not. <laughs> but he was telling me all these things. He was like, you realize you're a wolf, right? And I was like, what? And he pointed to my teeth. I have the the two teeth that look a little bit like vampire teeth. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're a little pointy, the canines, right? So I was like, okay, I had no idea what he meant. And he said, but he also said to me, he's like, you need to open up your heart more. And I was like, well, that's interesting. He asked if I had a boyfriend, he asked all these questions. And I, you know, I said no and whatever. And Something inside me told me to hear him out, mind you. Like, there was a lot of parts of me that was like, this guy is a little nutso. Should I be worried? Should I run away and disappear? (laughs) But part of me was like, no, he's harmless. And I let the conversation continue. And I then said bye. I did keep my boundaries enough in place to say, hey, I'm about to get sunburned. I need to get off the beach. (laughs) So... 
I I walk off the beach and he's yelling after me, I love you or whatever. And I see this feather and I feel compelled to pick up the feather as I'm walking off the beach. And I'm kind of just like processing what the heck just happened. It's like, I don't know what that was. It was weird. But part of me also felt like it was significant. And so I go home and I'm doing my things and I'm doing laundry and I see that there's these emails in my inbox of this summit that I had signed up for, this Ascension Summit, that was run by one of the women I had met in the program I had done the previous year where we went to Puerto Rico. And I had stayed connected with her and she was this incredible galactic, is this incredible galactic individual. And I just really loved her energy and her presence. And so I signed up for the summit, not knowing entirely what it was about, but the one that I happened to click on, it was just mind blowing to me because I clicked on it, not knowing what the heck it was about. It was something Venus rising, something or other. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but let's tune in because it was this free summit where I could just have access to all this incredible information. And and they started talking about Anubis, the Egyptian god with the head of a wolf or a dog, as a lot of people say, but they had used the word wolf and he, his role was to accompany souls who had passed on onto the other side. And they would go through this process where their hearts were weighed on a scale against a feather. And what had that guy spoken to me about on the beach that morning that I was a wolf, I needed to open my heart, and then I found a feather on my way off the beach. I was dumbfounded. I was completely dumbfounded, and I didn't know what any of it meant. But there I was processing all of this and realizing that none of this was accidental. This was pure synchronicity guiding me somewhere. So I dug into Anubis. I dove headfirst into every single thing that she had to share on this summit. I was like, tell me more, tell me more. I had also decided to do a past life regression, my first past life regression. There was another woman on the summit that I resonated with her offering and I had my first channeling session and she did a soul contract reading. My roommate at the time also gifted me a a star chart reading for my birthday. So I was just getting it from all angles. I was leaning in and learning more about myself, my path, my mission. I was like, what am I here to do? And then I wound up signing up for her ascension training and had that channeling session. Meanwhile, my friend Patrick We had not been connected in years. I had met him doing acro yoga in New York City like six or seven years prior. And it was six years prior. We'd barely been in contact, weren't very close, but connected on Facebook. Randomly got a message from him. Hey, I moved to Miami. Would love to meet up. And I honestly blew him off a little bit at first. I was like, I don't really know this guy. Like, I I don't know that you what this is about and then it turns out that you know he messaged me again and it turns out he lived a block away from me I was like well that's interesting and my friend was meeting this guy that who had just moved down from New York also on the beach and she was like hey do you want to come and I said hey Patrick do you want to meet us all on the beach and we did that and it turned out 
he was starting to see the world in the same way I was, which was part of the reason he left New York and moved to Miami. And we were sitting there just chit-chatting about this and that. And I was like, I don't know. I just want to focus on rainbows and sunshine and create a magical new world. And a minute later, we look out over the ocean and there was a rainbow. I was like, oh my God, I just called in that rainbow. <laughs> so fast forward, he suggests we go to Tulum uh, to attend his friends were hosting this mindset workshop for conscious entrepreneurs. And then there was this festival happening. So he was like, let's do both of these. Cause they were two weekends in a row. And I was like, sure, I guess. <laughs> Cause it seemed like we were on the same page about a lot of things. Like I felt like his friends would be people that I would resonate with. And he was down to go to the same kind of events that I was. I was like, cool, have a best friend who likes to do all the things that I do now. Awesome. And we realized we're like brother and sister. He has red hair like I do. So it's just funny, all these synchronicities that were bringing people into my life, people, opportunities, experiences, signs, synchronicities that were giving me clues and guiding me forward in the direction of my truth, truth with a capital T, my truth, higher truth as well. So that time in Tulum, that very first night, everything was so magical, so flowy, so synchronistic. I found this little Lemurian crystal. I was like, I need a Lemurian crystal. And I found that that first night I had the best time. I was like, I should just move here when my lease is up the end of December. And that's exactly what happened. The next morning we started the, the conscious entrepreneur mindset event. And I met some really cool people. I was like, these are my people. I love it here. It's so chill. It's so beautiful. It's so flowy and so many conscious people. Whoa, this is amazing. And I also happened to meet a guy <laughs> and it was one of those things that we were like, oh my gosh, like we kind of even almost look alike, not in a creepy way, but that's what his friend said. You even look alike, not in a creepy way, but like you're from the same planet or something like such a Tulum thing to say, right? But that was flowy and magical. Everything was flowy and magical that first couple of weeks. Had the best time, wound up being completely depleted at the end of it. And could have been that super spreader event, but I was fine after two days. So we got back on the plane to Miami and my friend said that he had lost his smell and taste, the guy that I was seeing. And I was like, oh, well, is that what I had for two days of just being a little off and exhausted? But that's what a weekend of living your life might do at a certain point. I was like, if that's what it was, if that's what I had, it was nothing. And what was I doing? I was being out in nature. I was soaking up lots of vitamin D. I had some vitamin C and that was it. I was completely fine. To this day, I don't know. I never tested, but that also showed me like, okay, some people get it and they're completely asymptomatic fine, fair, but it's like, it doesn't have to be this big deal. If you treat your body healthy, if you take care of yourself, if you take the right things, because he had also given me this little solution just in case that 
was one of those things that we're not supposed to talk about. And it may have done the trick, right? So if we have access to the right things, everything is fine. Everything is taken care of. So I get back to Miami like mid mid to late November. And at that point, I am just preparing myself for my move to Tulum. Of course, everything fell into place. I found an apartment and I kind of half knew a couple of the people there. I was like, well, this couldn't be more perfect. And I arrived just before New Year's. It was a little hectic and chaotic in Miami getting my things together, but it all fell into place and it worked out and I made my flight (laughs) just barely. I was throwing stuff into storage that morning and it was definitely chaotic, but made it home for Christmas, made it to my flight to Tulum. And there I was in Tulum. My friend was visiting for New Year's and things immediately got weird as soon as I walked in the door. So Tulum is one of those places where people say it adopts you or it aborts you. It sucks you in or it spits you out because the energy is very intense. It's a vortex. It's a very potent vortex of energy. And not everybody can handle it super well. I had the most magical time when I was visiting in November. It was pure magic synchronicity and flow. So I knew I had to go there. But Tulum immediately put me through the ringer. New Year's got a little weird because of the uh, situation in the world, the global situation. Things were still a little wonky and they wound up shutting everything down. Thank goodness we didn't buy tickets, expensive tickets for a party in advance because most were canceled and things got funky. We wound up going to dinner and last second walking in to this amazing party right before midnight that was chill, low-key, locals, and pretty much the most perfect Tulum vibe you could imagine for New Year's. It wasn't a super late night, had the best time, and then we're out a couple nights later, and we're leaving after an amazing night, and my friend and I were on the moped to keep going, the scooter, to keep, we were going to see if we could find something else to do after that one ended because it ended on the early side. And we get part of the way down Beach Road and we see this girl, I see her like tumble onto the side of the road, scraped up, yelling. And it was very scary. I I don't want to be too graphic here, but she was saying some scary things as far as what had happened to her. At the very least, she was absolutely scraped up. She was way out of sorts. She was hysterical. And so my friend pulled over and he immediately began to help calm her down. I was looking for her purse and we were, and somebody else had pulled over trying to figure out, you know, what had happened to her, number one, where her people were and what we could do to help her. We were trying to call an ambulance and it was chaos. Well, it was, I, I even had to run after because she was so hysterical, the ambulance came and she said, no, I need to find my purse. And so she turned and walked away and they got in the ambulance and started to drive away. I guess that's Mexico for you to some degree. I literally had to run down the street in the middle of the night in my little white dress, in my sandals, 
chasing after an ambulance to say, please stop, please stop. And they finally did stop because a car on the other side of the road, I guess, flagged them down and they noticed and I got there and I was like, please, we need you. And we had to go to the hospital with her because she wouldn't let my friend leave her. So he, they almost said I had to stay on the street by myself because they didn't have room. So eventually he negotiated that I could get to sit in the front seat of the ambulance and they were, the rest of them were in the back and he was doing his best to translate so on and so forth. But it was an incredibly traumatic situation and it triggered a few of my old traumas from my past, what she had said she had experienced and the multiple layers of what she possibly experienced, it brought up some really deep traumas for me. And we were exhausted. We were strung out. Needless to say, we both were at our wits end with that night and traumatized. And it, so Tulum immediately brought stuff up put me through the ringer immediately. And I was like, what the F is going on? Then I learned that this was what Tulum does. It brings up all your stuff and forces you to surrender, to let go, to do the deeper healing. There is a sign when you leave Tulum, you can't take it with you. (laughs) And I think that is the most pertinent and poignant message for these times. We can't take it with us. We can't take the baggage from the past forward with us into the new earth. This is why we are being called to heal. This is why we are being called to do this deeper inner work because we cannot take it with us. These old patterns of behavior, these old patterns of these frequencies of victimhood, these frequencies of separation, of violence, of fear, of manipulation, of control, of suppression, of repression. It is not serving any of us individually. It is not serving us collectively. And that is the big lesson that I received over and over again from Tulum is this deeper level of healing. And This will be a whole other episode going deeper into Tulum, but just setting the stage for that time, it brought me deep into that vortex of healing. My Chiron wounded healer line goes through. I learned about astro cartography, astro astro geography, as a lot of people put it. Um, And it guided me toward all these other things. I I dove into plant medicine in, um, you know, very particular small containers and I dabbled with that. I got engaged with this goddess retreat. I engaged with the priestess training. Again, I will get into all of this in more depth. And that was also when I started my travel. The seeds for travel were planted. I was not planning to travel. I went to San Miguel for this weekend event and I met some people who were like, come to Morocco. And when I was in Morocco, it apparently opened up this vortex to, or this, this line to Egypt where I had past lives. I, this might sound a little woo-woo, but the ley lines connect everything. It somehow activated. All those travels I had done before had also served to activate me in different ways. 
but this was opening up some portal. And then I had past life reading where there, I had past lives in Egypt that there was a reason that I was guided to go there in the end of December, 2021. And again, all these synchronicities that flowed another episode for another time, but this was how my life was operating. I from Morocco, I had these this open time between Morocco and this other event that I wanted to go to in Turkey the end of July. And life has just served me freedom, not an, a super substantial amount, but life was really facilitating my ability to explore both the inner and the outer. And it gave me that platform to really go deep, to go very, very deep and to experience also the magic and to remember that life is meant to be lived, that earth is a magical playground. So I went to Barcelona for the first time, I which I had had to cancel twice when I was studying abroad. I went to Switzerland. I had an amazing time there, met some amazing people, had this amazing weekend in the mountains of Switzerland dancing. And I went to Turkey and had an absolutely incredible time. Uh, And then I went home and then I was like, I need to go to Athens. I, I need to go to Delphi. It was Delphi above all. And I was like, should I go to Egypt after that? And then synchronicities flowed and there was this beautiful opportunity to go on a priestess pilgrimage. But from Athens, from from Greece, I had no plan. I also happened to be there at the same time as someone else. And I went to Portugal without really knowing why. And there's some people there and it didn't even work out to meet up. Um, I was like supposed to pick something up and it didn't even happen. And then... I realized there was another reason I was in Portugal and I just followed the feathers because there were feathers showing up into my field this whole time, guiding me, showing me that I was exactly where I was meant to be. When I got to Athens, I got to my hotel and the first time I walked out, I found a feather right there. And (laughs) I was like, okay, I, I know I'm meant to be here. And I was just finding them everywhere. And all my travels guided me back to Mexico. And then I had decided to go back to Tulum come 2022. So I went to look for a place. I finished up my uh, shaman experience. I uh, That's another episode for another time. What happened with my private ceremonies there, it was a very wild experience, actually. <laughs> and I went to Oaxaca, saw the other side of Mexico, Dia de los Muertos, had an amazing experience there. And then back to Switzerland, back to Egypt, and back to Switzerland on my way back from Egypt, and I home in between, home for the holidays. And then I was in Miami for New Year's, and wild synchronicities happened there. And then I wound up back in Tulum for 2022. And instead of things continuing on the up and up, I actually felt like I was in a pressure cooker. And I I 
got like a flu or something that was not COVID, but I got a flu very shortly after I arrived and it thrust me into deeper healing with bioresonance. I found, again, synchronicities came into my field, wasn't looking for that, but somebody recommended it and I tried it and I was like, actually, this is great because it found all sorts of other things, including parasites. So I started parasite cleansing, parasite healing. And I got sucked even deeper into the healing vortex. And as I was working on integrating the Egypt activations, woof, like there's so much there. I read somewhere that this was the Nile was the male chakra system of the planet and the Yucatan where Tulum is the Yucatan in Mexico is the female chakra system. So the temples in the Yucatan are set up like a spiral and Tulum is the fifth. It would be the throat chakra on the spiral. And Chichen Itza is the, is the fourth. A lot of people are familiar with Chichen Itza. It's the heart chakra. And I had just been in Egypt being activated in the male chakra system. Basically the Nile is like a spine. So male linear female spiral. So when I read that and I was like, oh my gosh, of course I was meant to be back in Tulum after Egypt, integrating all of that and bringing them back into union, back into wholeness. And there was so much that happened healing wise in 2022 from January through May when I was in Tulum. I didn't anticipate any of it. It was actually quite frustrating because I kept feeling like, okay, when am I going to be ready? When am I going to be ready to really go out there in a big way and finally bring my program out, healing back to wholeness? And I kept thinking I was ready. I was finally ready to launch and then everything broke in the back end. I was so beyond frustrated and everything was completely unstable when I was there. I was like, what is going on universe? How is this happening? I'm usually really good at manifesting these days. (laughs) And there was all sorts of situations that were going on, but we had landlord issues. We moved like four times. My friend and I, who I, I moved there with, she had reached out and said, hey, do you want to live together? And I was like, okay. And, you know, it just didn't work out the way that I um, I thought it would at all. And we wound up moving to the jungle for the last few weeks. It's amazing property, but Jungle life in May in Mexico was very hot, very challenging, very trying. There's animals. I saw, I found a huge tarantula. It was a beautiful property, had some really amazing experiences in one regard, but there was always something destabilizing with the landlord issue, with the neighbors, with something about these experiences. And I was like, what is going on this year? And we did the spiral. We went to all the temples of the spiral before we left. And I brought in like all my priestess training to the the temples. And so there was very much this devotional aspect to us visiting these temples. And then went to England and France on a Mary Magdalene pilgrimage, which I was guided to the, the rose, the rose 
has very much been present for me. So that's another story that I will share how the rose guided me on my journey of the priestess path, which is one aspect of where I am now um, that has brought me more fully into this sense of wholeness and into embodiment of my truth and my path and my service. So it's been a really incredible aspect of my my journey and brought me deeper into devotion into integrity with who I am and what I am meant to do and how I am meant to serve so that is absolutely something that I would love to share more deeply about uh but this these were all parts of my journey that helped me awaken more deeply into the truth that is here for me to blossom into as myself to come into more alignment with my higher self as well as the truth about the world and how it is really structured and how it's really been operating and the truths that have been hidden from us more crucially all that has been hidden and locked away and now is coming back to light as not just humanity, but earth herself is ascending in frequency as the light is coming back in the light of truth. As we enter this new golden age, this new golden era, as the Kali Yuga is ending and we enter into a new golden age, these massive cycles. So all of these moments planted seeds for me, seeds of awakening, and they began to sprout and they began to blossom in these last few years. So I was also guided to, after England and France, which is also the heart chakra of the world, I was guided to Sedona in October to November of 2022, so just a few months ago. And that was, again, beautifully synchronistic fell into place and it was over Samhain which is basically Halloween <laughs> but we celebrated a little differently in the spiritual community and it was again the most magical synchronistic experience and I found out when I was there some really dark things <laughs> but I also which were very unsettling and brought me even deeper into a journey that I did not anticipate these last few months, but it also, I also learned that Sedona is the heart chakra of the North American continent of the continent. So I was like, okay, everything is beginning to make sense. Everything is beginning to literally connect because for me, it's been all about heart healing and coming back into wholeness first and foremost. So all of these journeys guided me to this moment in the year 2022. I was guided to the the heart chakra vortexes and the integration of the masculine and the feminine from Egypt and Tulum. And that is what the year 2022, the vibration of six is about union wholeness. And that is what 222, the 222 portal, which is today, is about. So, of course, I'm recording this today. No accidents, pure synchronicity, pure divine guidance. And this is what opens up when we say yes, when we trust, when we have the awareness and the openness to see the signs and then to actually trust them, to actually move forward. 
and open up to them and allow grace to work through us. And I'm not saying that I have moved through this journey with full grace because that is by far and away not the truth. It has been rocky. I have not had... I have had some moments where I have definitely fallen from grace. We all do. This is what the shadow work is about. And it's all guided me here to this exact moment here and now, right? Where I am sharing this, sharing my truth as Venus enters the solar plexus chakra on her ascent. Last year was the descent. And once I finally figured that out, I was like, Oh, no wonder my life is looking like this. I wish I had figured that out sooner. <laughs> However, it all happens for a reason. That is what I believe and that is what I trust in. And that is how I am able to move forward, trusting more and more in the divine guidance, in the synchronicities, in the divine grace that is here for us, leading us back to the truth that all is love. We are here to remember that truth. We are here to come back home to our heart. That is where the treasure chest lies. And so my journey, I very much feel, brought me on all these twists and turns so that I could experience the gamut of it to at least some degree, maybe not the absolute worst, but to really understand so many layers and aspects of the full human experience, the good and the bad, the dark and the light, and to come back into this sense of wholeness, to integrate it for myself, and to then create a pathway that can help guide people forward, to help bridge the gap from here to the other side of the river of abundance so that we can all cross over that rainbow bridge into heaven and earth as we are meant to with a little bit more grace and ease, perhaps having a little bit more of a roadmap than I did. And we all have our own journeys to go on, but I do very much believe that I was guided on this path and this journey for the precise reason that I am meant to be a way shower in my own little way here on planet earth during this collective awakening, this mass ascension that we are going through. So I hope some of this resonated with you. I would love to connect with you more deeply. So there are a number of ways you can connect. I will link them all in the description. And I would love to see you inside my, my new community on Mighty Networks. So see the link below. And if you want to really go deeper into your journey, I would love to discuss Expansion Journey into Self-Mastery, my deep dive program that brings you on your own hero's journey, really. All right, so I will wrap it up there, and I so look forward to sharing more nuances and details of all the magic that I have experienced in, in my life and what is continuing ongoing and what I'm continuing to learn about our world, about our place in the cosmos, if you will. <laughs> All right, onward and upward. I will see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to this Art Called Life, the podcast with Amanda Kelly. I'd love to gift you free access to my self-mastery quick start guide to activate your potential with bonus infinite possibilities visualization. You can download it at thisartcalledlife.com slash self-mastery. Until next time, onward and upward in love and light.